Hey, Smarty fans, your pal Trusty has a gift for you. A seven-day free trial of Who Smarted Plus. That's right. If you sign up for Who Smarted Plus, you'll get one week of free access to all our subscriber episodes and bonus Smarty Qs, all ad-free. Parents, educators, and Smarty Pants have been letting us know how much they love their Who Smarted Plus subscriptions. Now's your chance to see what all the excitement is about. Again, this offer is 100% free. You can cancel any time within the trial week. But I have a feeling you're going to want to stick around for all the exciting adventures and extra smarting. Sign up now right in Apple Podcasts or on whosmarted.com. Just click Join Who Smarted Plus. Thanks for smarting with us and supporting Who Smarted. Hey, parents. Are you looking for ways to take care of your own mental health while caring for those around you? If so, check out How to Be a Better Human. Each week on How to Be a Better Human, comedian Chris Duffy sits down with an expert to talk about the realistic and often unexpected ways that you can improve your life. This show has everything from an episode with Dr. Becky about how to repair relationships when you've made a mistake to how to set boundaries both with your kids and your parents and even a deep dive on why it's okay for your house to be messy sometimes if you're feeling overwhelmed. And more great episodes come out every Monday. Find out how to be a better human wherever you get your podcasts. Psst. Hey, Smarty Pants, I'm standing outside my house on a lovely fall evening. The leaves are just beginning to... Whoa, what was that? Did you say a cackling witch? Uh, maybe it was just someone's grandma hearing a funny joke? <laughs> anyway, like I was saying... Boo! Ah! What was that? Did you say a ghost? Why did ghosts say boo? Maybe it was uh, someone watching baseball and their team is losing? <laughs> Anywho... Trick or treat! Ah! It's a giant talking cheese puff! That's even scarier than a witch or a ghost. Well, maybe not scarier, but definitely tastier. It's just me, trusty narrator. Your neighbor, Addie. I'm dressed as a cheese puff for Halloween. Oh, I totally forgot it was Halloween. That also explains the witch and the ghost and the kid dressed as an Amazon delivery guy. No, that is an Amazon delivery guy. I forgot to order my giant plastic pumpkin to put all my candy in. Can you sign for it? Cheese puffs don't have arms. Sure. Here you go. Wow, that's a really big plastic pumpkin. Here you go. Um, how are you going to carry it with no arms? Maybe you could carry it and come trick-or-treating with me. Eh, sure. Why not? I'm just hosting a podcast. Anyway, what are your favorite candies? Ooh, I like peanut butter cups, chocolate rice crispy treats, Sour Patch Kids. Nice. Smarty Pants, what are your favorite candies to get on Halloween? Shout them out. Oh, lots of good answers. And don't forget to brush your teeth tonight. I won't. Ooh, there's a bowl of M&Ms across the street. Come on. Coming. But first, have you ever wondered where the traditions of Halloween came from? Why do you trick or treat? Or dress up in costumes? Or carve pumpkins? I have. In between eating as much candy as my mom will let me. Or until I barf. Good, because we're about to answer those questions and more. It's time for another whiff of science and history on... Who smarted? Who smarted? Who smart? Is it you? Is it me? Is it science? Or history? Listen up! Everyone, we make smarting! 
fun and who's smart and <laughs> Boo! Like most holidays in America, Halloween comes from a mix of different cultures. To understand how these Halloween traditions began, we have to go back 2,000 years ago to a time when people called the Celts lived, mostly in the land that we now call Ireland. Top of the morning to you. Didn't some Celts also live in what are now the United Kingdom and France? Why, yes, Addy, you are correct. Bonjour. Anyway, their new year started on November 1st, the beginning of winter, which was when, sadly, a lot of people would die of disease and hunger and cold. It was a very scary time. The days were short. The night was black. The electricity didn't exist yet. There often wasn't enough food. Let's face it, lots of people back then were very anxious as winter approached. It's so dark and cold, and I'm hungry, and me soccer team stinks. The Celts called New Year's Eve, October 31st, Sawin, the Festival of the Dying Sun, or occasionally, the Feast of the Dead. The word Sawin means summer's end. On this night, they believed, the ghosts of the dead would return to roam the earth. So the Celts would carve scary faces into potatoes or turnips and put them by their windows and doors to keep the evil spirits away. Hey, just like jack-o'-lanterns. Exactly. They might have used pumpkins too, except there weren't any pumpkins in that part of the world. But what about trick-or-treating or wearing costumes? Where did that come from? Ah, yes. The Celts would also put bowls of yummy food outside their houses to keep the ghosts happy. And if a Celt had to leave their house that night, they'd wear a ghost costume so the ghosts would think they were also a ghost and leave them alone. It's just me, another ghost, minding me business. A boo. To celebrate this night, they'd build big bonfires and burn crops as a sacrifice to the gods. And they wore costumes made out of animal heads and skins. It's not you, Jasper. Or is it an actual bear? The Celts also thought that because spirits were wandering around, Celtic priests called druids could predict the future on Samhain, which was important as the scary, uncertain wintertime began. And the regular folks would tell each other's fortunes that night, too. I predict you will meet a handsome lad at the festival and become the owner of a flower shop. Then they lit their own fireplaces from the bonfire to protect them for what the winter had in store. Uh, did I miss the part about the candy? Getting to that. So, then the Romans by 43 AD... You mean the year 43? Like today it's 2021? And this was... 1,978 years ago? Yes, around 1,978 years ago. The Roman Empire had taken over most of the Celts' land. And they started to combine their own winter festivals with Samhain. There was Firalaya, a day when Romans honored the dead in late October. We honor you, O dead ones. There was also a day to honor Pomona, the Roman goddess of trees and fruit, which may be how bobbing for apples became a Halloween tradition. Mmm, yum, a Granny Smith. Eventually, the Christians took over from the Romans, and their traditions became part of the celebration, too. By the 8th century, Pope Gregory III made November 1st All Saints Day to honor saints and the dead, and the night before became known as All Hallows' Eve, and later, you guessed it, Halloween, which means Saints' Evening. 
Then, in 1000 AD, they named November 2nd All Souls Day. This is starting to get confusing. I know, I know. The point is, different cultures changed the names and traditions slightly, mainly because they were trying to take over the previous culture. But what they actually did on that day was, it was always kind of the same. It was always about the beginning of winter and honoring the dead. There were bonfires and parades and dressing up in costumes. And when the Christians took over, there were more people dressing up as angels and devils, not just ghosts. And the poor would go from house to house asking for money or food. Hello, can you spare some money or food? Here you go, my friend. Some families would hand out pastries called soul cakes, but only if the visitors promised to pray for the dead relatives of the family. They call this practice going a souling. Makes sense. But what about the candy? We'll get to that, I promise, right after this quick break. Hi, Trusty here with a special message for all the parents and guardians listening. I know how important it is for your child to excel in every way possible, especially when it comes to education. Well, thanks to my friends at iXL, you don't have to go it alone. iXL is a personalized learning platform that's transforming the way children master everything from math to social studies. iXL's interactive courses and immediate feedback ensure learning is super engaging and accessible for every student, pre-K through 12th grade. Imagine that a tool that grows with your child, offering personalized recommendations based on their progress. And we know it works because we've used it ourselves. Adam Tex Davis, co-creator of Who Smarted, used iXL to help his daughter stay on top of her schoolwork and excel in her classes. Backed by research, students who use the iXL program are more likely to get higher test scores because iXL functions like a tutor. And whether your child needs help with homework, classwork, test prep, or is looking for a challenge, iXL has you covered. And all of that at an affordable rate. A one-month subscription to iXL costs less than what most tutors charge for an hour. And one subscription is good for every child in your household. Join the millions of parents who trust iXL and make an impact on your child's learning today. Oh, and who smarted listeners get an exclusive 20% off iXL membership when you sign up now at iXL.com slash smarted. Visit iXL.com slash smarted to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. iXL Learning. Inspire. Excel. Learn more at iXL.com. Hey there, smarty moms, dads, adults, and anyone who loves great food but doesn't always have the time or energy to grocery shop, prep, and cook a big meal. Well, take it from me, the trusty narrator. I found the perfect solution to having delicious home-cooked meals without all the time and hassle. It's called Factor Meals. With Factor Meals, you can forget about all the shopping, chopping, or even washing dishes. That's because Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals arrive at your door ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. That's right. With Factor, you and your family are always just two minutes away from chowing down on chef-crafted, dietitian approved delicious gourmet meals. From calorie smart to protein plus to vegetarian to keto options, Factor has six menus guaranteed to meet your wellness goals. And with over 35 meal choices and 60 add-ons weekly, your taste buds will never get bored. 
I personally started ordering Factor meals last month for those busy days when I want a tasty lunch or dinner that fills me up and crushes my nutrition goals, but I only have five minutes to cook it. And Factor 100% delivers on time, every time. So head on over to factormeals.com slash smarted50 and use code smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code SMARTED50 at factormeals.com slash SMARTED50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Now back to Who Smarted? Candy, candy, candy. Yes, 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 okay. So, you've learned how Halloween evolved in Europe. But how do you think it started in the place that we now call America? I'm guessing from the English settlers who came over from Europe. Is that Plymouth Rock yonder? Absolutely, but they didn't do it alone. In the new America, the Protestants in the Northeast didn't celebrate Halloween much, but it was still a thing in the Southern colonies. Over time, however, the settlers began to incorporate customs of all of the different ethnic groups that had come to America, including some customs of the Native Americans who were already here. I'm really enjoying this multicolored corn they have. We should make a small, chewy, triangular candy based on it someday. There were parties to celebrate autumn. Let us give thanks. People would share stories of those who had passed. Long ago, the ancestor was attacked by a bear. He thought it was his friend, Jasper. And ghost stories. And that's when we heard a loud ooh. There was singing and dancing. Check it out. It's the no electricity slide. Eventually, as more Irish immigrated to America in the 19th century, Halloween became popular all over the country. Folks wore costumes, and since there weren't many turnips around, they began to carve something that's native to this land. Any guesses what it is? Pumpkins! Correct! Jack O'Lantern was born. And they gave out candy? Not quite. Definitely not like today. Halloween had been all about religious beliefs and death and winter and visions of the future. But eventually, in America especially, it became more of a family-slash-community holiday, and its grim origins slipped away. It stayed spooky, but it certainly wasn't religious anymore. In fact, Halloween parties started to get kind of destructive. Trick-or-treating probably started in the 1920s, but Halloween became associated with the tricks more than the treats. In some places, the night before Halloween was called Mischief Night. Everything from soaping windows and spraying shaving cream to throwing eggs and toilet papering houses, trees and bushes, to breaking things and setting fires. Vandalism? Not cool. In the 1950s, when there was a big baby boom and a lot more kids around, town leaders decided that maybe Halloween should be less about adults partying and more about kids. Okay, I've got everyone's costumes. I've got a cowboy, a cowgirl, Zorro, Tarzan, Davy Crockett, and Annie Oakley. Ooh, Annie Oakley costume sounds cool. But what about the candy? Stop holding out on me. Okay, okay. Like I said, the middle of the 20th century, the 1950s and 60s, is when trick-or-treating really became the biggest part of Halloween. 
Instead of the original tradition of the less fortunate going from house to house and asking for food, children would now go from house to house asking for treats. Trick or treat! And people would hand out sweets. At first, baked goods, and later, store-bought candy. So kids wouldn't play tricks on them. Trick or treat. Got it. Not that I'd play a trick on anyone. Of course you wouldn't. And lucky for you kids, a lot of people like to give treats. Hey, Smarty Pants, can you guess how much money Americans spend on Halloween every year between the costumes, the decorations, and the candy? Is it A, $6 million, B, $60 million, C, $600 million, or D, $6 billion? Did you say $60 million? Nope. Try D, $6 billion. Whoa. Yeah, whoa. The only holiday Americans spend more on is Christmas. And a quarter of all of the candy sold throughout the entire year is for Halloween. That's crazy and awesome. Yep. Halloween went from real-life spooky and actual scary to pretend spooky and fun scary. And eating candy. And it's not just kids dressing up in costumes. These days, people even buy costumes for their pets. My dog Juju's going as Taylor Swift this year. Of course she is. So let me get this straight. Halloween began as a way to deal with the scary reality of life. Then it kept evolving and changing as different cultures joined. Until it became more about fun and making money than beliefs. And then it stopped evolving. Yep. Nailed it. Smart kid. Now... If you allow me, I will tell your fortune. I predict you'll have an awesome night of trick-or-treating, after which you'll eat one or two candies and brush your teeth very, very well before you go to bed. Boo! Just kidding. That sounds wicked. (laughs) A big shout-out to superfan Ellie and her cat, Lavender, in New Orleans, Louisiana. Thanks so much for listening to Who Smarted on the Way to School. This episode, Halloween, was written by Lisa Selen Davis and Athena Sherwin, and voiced by Gia Goblin Davis, Brandon Boogeyman Bayless, Kim Sweet Tooth Davis, Adam Tricks Davis, and Jerry Colbert. Technical direction and sound design by Josh Haunted Han. Who Smarted is recorded and mixed at the Relic Room Studios. Our associate producer is Monster Max Kamaski. The theme song is by Brian Black Cat Suarez, with lyrics written and performed by Adam Tex Davis. Who Smarted was created and produced by Adam Tex Davis and Jerry Colbert. This has been an Atomic Entertainment production. Boom. <laughs>